Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. And on Tuesdays, we call together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha Brangenberg as we tackle family, marriage, relationship topics today. We're tackling kids. No, we're not actually tackling kids. <laughs> Although that can be a lot of fun. A nice fall football game with your kids is always a great time. And whenever fall hits your area, that's what we used to do that, Martha, as a family tradition at Thanksgiving time. Fall football. Yes. And sometimes we had winter coats on. That's right. Sometimes it was in the snow. But here in Florida, fall just means that the humidity drops to 65%. And so that's just amazing down here in Florida. We sweat less in October than we do since April. It's phenomenal. I don't but think that that is going to be a state slogan. We sweat less. We sweat, we sweat less. less in October. Come to Florida. It's actually the greatest time of the year to come to Florida because... Nobody's here yet. The people from the north are still staying up north because it's still fairly nice up north. And the people down here, they all went back to school. So it's a great time to come to Florida. That's when we first started vacationing to Florida was in October on a regular basis. Hey, today's show, you know, we're always talking about marketplace, workplace. We're talking about marriage and relationships. And on Tuesdays, we do a lot of that. But today we thought it'd be very special because a lot of times we don't really talk about our kids. How do we bring the gospel to our kids? How do we teach our kids about God? And we've got a guest that we brought on a couple of months ago, several months ago, probably five or six months ago. I have no idea how many months ago it was, but Mary Manns Simon, she is an expert in writing books for kids. And we've got some phenomenal kids books to give away today on the air as we just talk about how do you bring the gospel? How do you teach your kids about God? Mary Mann Simon, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thanks, Jim and Martha. It's great to be back with you. And actually, I was in Florida last week in Orlando, and I agree. It's a wonderful time to come to Florida. <laughs> Did you go to any of the parks when you were here? When you were here? No, I was there for a board meeting. Oh. I'm on a national ministry board for ministry to older, older adults. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it was nice last week. It's It actually was, at the beginning of the week last week, was fantastic. Then it got really miserable again last weekend, but it's beautiful again today. Miserable to you means hot. Yeah, I just am tired. I'm tired of sweating. <laughs> I'm just tired of sweating. Martha likes it. Anytime it's over 90, she thinks it's great. It was fabulous. Mary, before we start talking about these incredible new books that you're rolling out, and one phenomenal book that you rolled out earlier this year, please just tell us, as an image bearer of God, how does your work reflect some aspect of God's work? Well, he's the creator. And, you know, he, and through the work of the Holy Spirit, is just reflected in what I do. And hopefully I'm a good vessel for him to work through. 
it's a very humbling experience, Jim, to see these books happen um, because I know that the ideas and the creativity really is a direct gift from God. Yeah, that's I mean, and as I look at the books, we've got them all. I mean, first of all, they're all very colorful. I love that. But the simplicity, yet the complexity in them all is fantastic. And as we talk through, I mean, I got to tell you, my new favorite kid book that you came out with, The Pumpkin Gospel. I mean, I love God Made the Sun. I love God Made the Moon. I love my March to the Manger. It's fantastic. But The Pumpkin Gospel, because Christians are really quick to, to bash anything Halloween. And, yeah, and, and this is just, uh, it's just unbelievable. Hey, let me ask you a question though, Mary. Has God, does God ever surprise you? I mean, has God surprised you lately? All the time. And Jim, I have to tell you, it happened within the last five minutes. From the time that we went on the air until we prayed, between the time that we prayed and we went on the air, I got an email about the pumpkin gospel. Do you mind if I read it? No, go ahead. I'll just read the selection parts of it. Our weekday Mother's Day Out ministry has been reaching international families. A new initiative rose this year to offer a small, short-term Bible class for international moms. We have set aside five Wednesdays to meet with these moms from all over the world. Next Wednesday, we're carving pumpkins, and we'll share the gospel. We are sending these ladies home with their pumpkin and a copy of your book. That happened within the last five minutes. It's from Shane Pass, the children's minister at Clearview Baptist Church in Franklin, Tennessee. Oh, that is awesome. You know, Do we have a God of surprises or what? I mean, the timing of this email Yes, with us today on the air talking about this. That is exciting. You know, one of the things that um, for those that have not seen the pumpkin gospel yet too, that book, these are all the, all the kids books are hardback. They have cutouts in them and the pumpkin gospel is actually glow in the dark. And we didn't test that yet, but we, we didn't go sit in the dark. And, um, but I have to, I have to tell you that Jim thought that was a great added benefit. He's like, how cool is that? I can't wait. I'm going to check it out tonight before we send these out to listeners. Well, what's really fun is if you open up the book, if you open up the pumpkin gospel so that all the pages can absorb some light. Okay. And if you're with children, they especially would like to shine a flashlight on these pages. Sure. Just make sure that the pages get all absorbing of the light and then go read it under the covers. It's just really fun. Or make a tent in the living room with a sheet or a bedspread or something. Um, Just really fun. You know, there's so many places that we can read God's Word, and we can even do it in a sheet tent. That's exactly right. And we won't be doing that in the studio today, but we will be talking more with Mary Mann Simon about these four, five, four new books she came out with for this fall and her great one. We're going to talk about again, Faith Footprints with My Grandchild. And today we have... The queen of phenomenal resources for your children, books writer, author, Mary Manns Simon. I made that up as I went. That probably showed. 
I loved it. <laughs> it is so true. And one of the things that we, uh, there we go. One of the things that um, we, I really want our listeners to hear is how, a little bit about your background. And, you know, Jim wasn't saying Dr. Mary Manson. I'm sorry. So it's queen. I don't want people to be queen, freaked out about that. Queen doctor. No, I don't They're all thinking about, ooh, what does she think of my kids? Oh, yeah. But I, I love that you not only have a heart and a passion for teaching kids about Jesus, but you also have a background in that. And I want you to share just a little bit with our listeners to just let them know um, a little bit about your credentials. Sure. Um, I guess we start out with the kids, mm-hmm. and that's, I had three children in three and a half years. I'm a pastor's wife, daughter, daughter-in-law, and granddaughter, so I grew up in the church. I was the daughter of an inner-city pastor in Chicago. We lived a mile north of the Loop, mm. so I was really a city kid. Um, I married a pastor, even though I was never going to marry a pastor, um, but that was 42 years mm-hmm. ago, and... I got a doctorate in early childhood education. I've taught everything from preschool to college. And I started writing books, not that I really wanted to. I had written a doctoral dissertation and didn't plan to write another thing. (laughs) As most people feel like when when they're writing their dissertation. That's exactly right. But God had other ideas. And what an amazing journey I've had. You know, I had all these goals for myself, and I met them by the time I was 32 years old, but I started life backwards, because what I should have done was say, God, what do you want me to do? Mm. And when I did that, he opened up this phenomenal world that is still happening, you know, as we speak. Um, So I'm a testimony to what God can do, even through a pretty... Um, dense and unwilling servant sometimes. <laughs> well, I love what God is doing in your life. And, you know, I have to share a fun little story because um, today we were on the way to the studio and Jim made a quick little stop to get a special little coffee drink. It I is. got it for Ace. I got it so that Ace could have a mocha <laughs> and, frappe. And while he was ordering, I was reading the little um, Christmas book, the My Manger. I'm looking at oh. it upside My down. My March to the Manger. My March to the Manger. And it was so funny because he was getting his change and then I was done with the book. And he's like, wait, wait, yeah, what what happened there at the end? When did Jesus come? You know, It was so funny because uh, I'm like, I wonder what our little cashier was thinking while we were um, going through her drive through and we're reading Christmas children's books to each other. But I love it, and I'm so excited that, because these are the kind of books that I love to give to people. And the fact that you have allowed God to tell a, a, a spiritual journey story in the books is so fabulous. So I just, I want to take what you just said about where you, you know, your education and things like that, but then tell our listeners a little bit about how God led you to actually writing children's books. Sure. And I have to tell you, Martha, before we go on, because my March to the Manger is actually the story of what our children did in the days before Christmas. They literally took the crushed figures from the manger and marched them from every windowsill in our house so that at Christmas, by Christmas Eve, everything was ready at the manger for Jesus. Oh, 
I so love it's that. a wonderful tradition that is so easy for families and with kids of all ages, having three under the age of four, I needed something that we could do with a one-year-old and a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. And so every day they would move the figures from the bedroom, from one child's bedroom to the next one, to the bathroom, to the kitchen. <laughs> and then by Christmas, they'd all be ready for Jesus. So it was a wonderful activity that really helped prepare their hearts, too, to receive Jesus. Sure, and that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, one of the things that, um, having been in Christian retail myself for so many years, I love the children um, compatible manger scenes that are out there. There's so many options for people, whether they're plastic or felt or, um, you know, different materials that are not as breakable. There are so many ways that the kids can be invo- involved in this. Is a, This is a great idea. All right. Well, since we've already highlighted this, we should give away some <laughs> copies of My March to the Manger. I mean, okay. it is so good. Now, does this one glow in the dark, too? I didn't remember Martha reading that on no, the back. No, I was saying it had It's got sparklies. It's got cutouts. sparkles on it. So this sparkles. Is, it's yeah. been bedazzled. <laughs> It's been bedazzled. My march to the manger, but it is 3D for sure. Absolutely 3D. And six days out going in, the manger fills up. And of course, on Christmas Day, Jesus joins the crowd. It's a great one. And this is by our guest today, Mary Mann Simon, Dr. Mary Mann Simon. Don't be impressed. Don't be. No, I'm trying to think. Don't be. Scared. Scared because she's a doctor. She's not evaluating your children. That's what I meant to say. Uh, it, it is, uh, and don't be depressed if you don't ever want to do it because it's not for everybody. It's not for the faint of heart to get a doctor, but I'm impressed that you got it because I, when I left school after my four year degree, I said, I'm never going back. So far, I've kept my word. All right. So, my March to the Major, Mary, why should somebody get this for their kids and which age kids is this perfect for? It's really for any age child, and when you do the activity, you know, when you actually march your, your figures to the manger, you can use it cross, cross ages. So that's what's wonderful. The True. book is actually for anyone up to about seven, six or seven, but especially for that preschool crowd. Um, that's generally what I will write for when I target books because I have the image in my mind of a four-year-old. So I'll, I'll try to do that. When I, after I got my doctorate, I actually went back and taught four-year-olds because mm. I, I had missed their honesty. So if you want some honesty from kids, you go to four-year-olds. That's a it's good point. That is very great. refreshing. <laughs> or you listen to I Work For Him because you get four-year-old, three-year-old or four-year-old honesty right here on I Work For Him every day. Now, I, I really, this is Christmas time. That's for Christmas. And I would tell Martha, we're not allowed to play Christmas music at home. And we just made a new rule until the eggnog is on the shelves at Publix. So that was a new one. It used to be until after Thanksgiving, but I was Martha's been bugging me for 30 years to compromise on that. Yes. So now I'm going to call the grocery store and tell them to order eggnog. <laughs> but it, but it I is. I knew that was coming. That's yeah. right. And so, but really, we're just a couple weeks out from Halloween. And I, you know, as I said at the beginning of the show, Christians, they, they, they don't know what to do with Halloween. And so some people just totally avoid it, which we did some years. And... But you, what you did is you embraced Halloween pumpkin carving, which is a great family activity, and presenting the gospel. Where did this idea come from? Well, I think what we have to do as Christians is look at how we can be conscious about our Christianity and really practice conscious Christianity so that our Christian lifestyle comes out intentionally, not just incidentally. And that's where the whole concept 
of the pumpkin gospel came. Because when you take a cultural happening like Halloween, you can avoid it, and there are certainly things that we want to avoid, or you can embrace it. And that's what we see so many churches doing now with their fall festivals. At our church, what we do is we have trunk or treat, which is a very popular activity here in Maryland. People open up their car trunks and they decorate them all up, and then kids can safely come and get candy or hopefully some non-candy options Mm -hmm. from the back of the cars. Um, But then, you know, they go into the gym and they read the pumpkin gospel and see how, you know, to glowing like a big pumpkin, we are reflecting God's light. Um, And we can really be lights to the world. So you can do that kind of thing. You can have the fall festival and dunk for apples and all those kinds of things. Um, We give out tracks at our church so Mm -hmm. that kids, when they go trick-or-treating, they can hand a thank-you track that talks about Jesus to who's ever giving them that treat. Oh, I love that idea. It's like reverse giving. That's a great idea. And it always teaches kids, you know, it's a good way to reinforce that thank you. Mm -hmm. I can give you something. So it's the getting and the giving that is right built into the activity. So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about with we can look at what's happening in the culture and decide how we're going to practice conscious Christianity. Hmm. And the pumpkin gospel, reading that is just one way. Mary, how many books have you actually written, the kids' books? How many kids' books have you written? Oh, that's so hard, and people ask me that, and I've never been good at math. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to ask you. you having a, a doctorate, I never have to take math again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, they're probably 40 or 50 or 60. Oh, my word. Um, oh, over so... the years. They're in 10 languages. Wow. No way. Amazing. You can write 10 languages? (laughs) (laughs) And God does this all. He works across mountains and oceans. I mean, why can't we work across a kitchen table? Mm. I mean, it really puts it in perspective when you think of what he does. Amen. I'm just impressed that not only do you have a doctorate, but you can write in 10 languages. (laughs) I can't even read my name in the Russian language. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So how did that happen? That the, that, that the books that you've written for kids, which are yeah. neat little books that present truth, they present the truth, how did they end up in all these languages? The publishers, and the publishers are really my partner. I see authoring as I'm just one part of this big picture that God has the vision for. Um, So I just put the words on my page, and God does everything else. He works through publishers and Christian retailers and parents and grandparents. That's how it all happens. Mm, very cool. Well, I'd like to highlight this pumpkin, the pumpkin gospel, this brand new book coming out right now. I would love for you, would you be willing to read that to us? Absolutely. Okay. I'd love to. So this is the pumpkin gospel, and it's especially fun if you read it so it'll glow in the dark. My big round pumpkin shows me God gives me a clean heart. He will forgive our mess-ups. He offers a new start. The slime that fills the pumpkin all stringy, slippery goo reminds me of my insides before God makes me new. I scoop the mushy gushies like God cleans out my sin. When he says, I forgive you, 
I smile a great big grin. Come look into my pumpkin. He is all clean inside, and outside he is wearing a smile that's big and wide. God's love is like a candle that shines from inside out. It's beaming deep within me, and so I now can shout to glow like my big pumpkin and have a nice clean heart. Ask God to please forgive you. You'll have a brand new start. Amen. Uh, well, and I love that. And I knew you could read. I mean, you, you should be a professional kids book reader. Oh, you are. Oh, yeah, you are. Uh, but that you've on the opposite page of all those words, you've got you've got scriptures to back this stuff up. You've got scriptures for people. Oh, they're yeah, at the bottom of the bottom of the page. OK, so I know one of them was that the major one that had them on the opposite page. OK, so on the bottom of every page, there's scriptures to back this up, which is so neat. So you're teaching your kids the gospel and giving them a visual picture. The ishy, squishy stuff, the squishy, ugly stuff inside. What, what was that with the word? The, all the stringy, slippery goo reminds me of my insides before God makes me new. I love that. And boys, boys will really love that because when we stick our hands inside the pumpkin to pull off the mushy gushies, that we really like. We, the, the visual pictures. See, neither you or Martha have ever been men, so you don't understand the love for disgusting. And the inside of a pumpkin is definitely disgusting. And a good excuse to do it. But I do have five grandsons. Oh, you do? Wow. So you've lived this a few times. How old are your grandsons? They they range in age from one to almost ten. Awesome. So they It is. It is just wonderful. And to share these kinds of making memories with grandsons now as another generation, wow. All these Christ centered traditions like reading the pumpkin gospel. Mm-hmm. That's pretty it's, cool. It's, just it is. All right, so Mary, you have been so busy. And by the way, the, the phone's just all lit up all three at a time. Please be patient with Ace. He's going to have to put you on hold and get your information one at a time. You've been so busy this year putting out new books. I, I, I want to just jump. Let's jump away from kids books a little bit. But I want to talk about this phenomenal book, which we've now given away to as many people as we know, as we had copies of Faith Footprints with My Grandchild. This, you know, we, we highlighted this earlier this year on the air, and I, it touched my heart because as a grandfather, Martha and I have an adopted daughter. So we've had grandkids since we were in our mid-30s. And to be able to, you, you really created a platform for a grandparent to take their, their grandchildren through their faith and, and to document it. And it's, you gave activity. I mean, why don't you just tell us a little bit about this book? Yeah, Faith Footprints with My Grandchild is really kind of a combination. It is a, a devotional, so there's a, there are 52 devotions, but it also has a place for journaling, so you can kind of reflect on how the words of the Lord really speak to you at that point of time. Then there's a prayer suggestion, of course, but there is also an activity to do with your grandchild that will carry out that theme, whatever the theme is, in the devotion. So it's really an activity book and a diary and a journal all in one little volume. It's really a fun book because what it does is reflects the fact that we're not just helping our grandchild grow up with Jesus we are continuing to grow, too. You know, the bookmark still has to move in our Bible. Mm -hmm. And we 
kind of forget that sometimes because we're so intent on making sure that our child knows the love of Jesus, which is wonderful. But we have to remember that God can work through us, too, and continue to help us grow. We're not done yet. You know that Sunday school song, We're Kids Under Construction? Yes. Sometimes I think I'm a grandma under construction. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, and what a great perspective to have because we... Um, we don't ever want to be stagnant and what a great example it is for the grandchildren to show what God is doing in your own life. So I know when we talked before about this book, and again, we're talking about the faith footprints with my grandchild, you, um, a couple of things. One was that you talked about how, um, you know, a lot of grandparents don't live near their grandchildren right now in our society. But this is a way you really believe that grandparents still can still connect intentionally. So why don't you give our listeners a few ideas of wh- what that might look like? We can definitely connect intentionally across the miles. You know, sometimes we think that the miles are such a barrier, but they don't have to be. I have to fly halfway across the country to reach my grandchildren. And yet... I can pick up the phone and call in the morning if I know Nate has a test, if Josh has a big basketball game that's really important to him. I can call him. And for you to tell your grandchild, I will be praying for you, the impact that that has on that child, we can't even we can't even estimate or judge what that will do. Mm-hmm. But to know that that child is not alone, that God is with him, and as a grandma, I'm with him too. So it's a wonderful way, you know, that prayer connection. That's what Faith Footprints with my grandchild always has that prayer. And it's just a starter. It, because this book isn't finished. All I did was start the book. I wrote the devotions and the prayers and the activities and all that kind of stuff. But you will finish the book because God is able to work through the words so that you can see what he's doing in your life. So mm. you're going to end up writing Faith Footprints with my grandchild. People really, they love what you've done, Mary, with presenting the gospel and presenting the truth about our Heavenly Father in such a simple manner where adults can understand it and kids can understand it. And, and well, that's what, so powerful. Well, yeah. And our model is Jesus. Look at what he did. He used the birds that were flying over his head. He used the wheat in the field. He used what was right at hand, and that's what we have to do, too. You know, that's because, that makes it so real and authentic. People say, well, sometimes, you know, how can there be such a gap between what the Bible says and where we are today in 19, you know, in 2016? But there isn't, because it's, the Bible is so authentic and so real. These are things that, that Jesus saw and did and felt. Mm -hmm. Um, So there isn't that gap. It's a very, you know, the Bible is our guide for life, and it's for life today in 2016. That's awesome. So I hope that people are listening and hoping to be able to call in and get copies of the book. We wanted you to just share while we're talking about the um, Faith Footprints with My Grandchild what your favorite activity is out of the book, of all the ones that either you've done personally or just as you were writing them? My favorite activity is really the memory jar. 
And that's, well, I just took an empty apple juice container, a little one left over from the kid's lunchbox, Mm -hmm. and rinsed it out, and then put some salt in, and then made, put little tiny things in that represented things that we had done together. Like they're little um, sparkly things from a birthday party. There are a couple pennies because we went shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, there are little confetti things from when we went to a parade. So that little memory jar sits on my grandson's shelf in his bedroom and reminds him of when Grandma came to visit. Mm. So even though we have miles apart where we live, um, he can remember that nice time when we made a memory together. That's great. You know, I can't wait to make memories with our third grandchild that's on its way. That's right. Martha keeps telling Aww. me I can't say anything, but our, 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 our son and his wife in Jacksonville are having our third grandchild sometime in mid-March. And so I can't wait to read some of these books. We're probably going to keep uh, maybe one or two of them, a copy for us, to be able to read to our grandkids as they get older. Our, our other ones are teenagers already, so we're going to have to find some other level, a little higher level ones for them. Although the pumpkin gospel they'll love. Talk to, you've got these other two books that you have written that are brand new for this year that I yeah. want to make sure that we talk about. God Made the Sun and God Made the Moon. And what I love about this, Mary, is people of all ages today are struggling with this. They're like, okay, really? Did God, is our universe really made or did it just happen by chance? I mean, what are, what are the evidences? And you, by presenting this to kids, they get a proper foundation right from the beginning of life. And that's so critical. You know, I started with the sun and the moon because those are really background elements in a child's day. Every young child is impacted by the sun and the moon Mm -hmm. every day. The sun comes up when they get up, the moon goes down when they go to bed. They're a universal template for a child's day. So what we do is we have a natural potential to be able to talk about God the Creator every single day, in the morning and at night, and then throughout the day. And that's what I did with God Made the Sun. It really takes a child through the day. But all those opportunities that we have to talk about God, our Creator, it's just, um, it's so assumed in our heads, but kids don't know that. And it, it becomes so real because they experience what it means to have a moon in the sky and a sun in the sky. I mean, it's really exciting when you think how, how just real you make a biblical truth by just everyday activities. I love that when we were reading through these books, um, it really it made me even think differently because I never thought about the fact that as a child is learning to experience what a sun does and you talk about the clouds getting in the way and the sun peeking back out and as it goes down at night and the, you know, the, um, the different aspects of how we can appreciate the sun, it really does help the child or anybody who's reading it. Cause I believe that we all learn when we read to kids, um, that you really open an aspect of how God made the sun to help us and really focusing on that. And just very unique concept. I love that you said you started with the sun and the moon. So is there going to be more? Well, I was working on something today, but we haven't told my editor yet. Okay. <laughs> well, we could break the news to him right now. We could. 
So um, we'll see. Okay. Okay. Um, but the, interestingly enough, the impact from the the people who've seen the book and they're just out now, so they're just getting out. God mm-hmm. made the sun and God made the moon. But some of the bloggers have put it on different sites, mm. and people don't just like these books. They really like these books. Oh, and yeah. I think part of it is that they're so interactive, and right. it's hard to show on a radio show, but there are holes in the book. So they're called die cuts. So the child can actually put their finger through the sun and put their finger through the moon, which is so perfect because we know children learn by being mentally and physically interactive. So it just fits kids. We're talking today with Dr. Mary Mann Simon. She is an expert in writing books for your kids to help present the truth about God in so many different ways. We've, We've highlighted a couple of her books. Now we're going to talk about God made the sun and God made the moon. And what I love about this, and people may be going, Jim, I work for him. What does this have to do? Listen, at ev- there are a lot of people where their workplace, it's their home. They're homeschooling kids. They're raising kids. They're professional moms, which is the hardest job. Next, being a single mom, the hardest job. Being at home with your kids, I would never have traded <laughs> into the household with Martha, with the kids all day long. I couldn't have done it. Wasn't mature enough to handle it. Tough job. These, This is the workplace. We're trying to give equipment to your workplace if you're at home we're all moms and dads out there you need the right equipment to present the gospel to present the truth about god and that's why we've got mary on the show today yeah and one of the things to add to that is we're trying to align with you know how does this affect your workplace so many of us are invited to baby showers and places where perfect opportunities to get some books like this to give because people are so receptive of things for their children. So I really encourage that. This is a great gift to give somebody in the office. Mary, do you have a copy of God Made the Sun in front of you? I do. Could you read that, please? We've got a couple minutes. I think we can get it in in a couple minutes. Oh, sure. I'd love to read God Made the Sun. (laughs) God made the sun to smile on earth. It lights to shine our way. The sun reminds us of the love God sends to us each day. I see the sun begin to climb. The stars have disappeared. God's great big light bulb in the sky tells me a new day's here. The rain left puddles overnight. The sun will dry them fast. I jump right in to splash and play since I know they won't last. When it's too bright, I wear a hat and cool sunglasses, too. Pretending I'm a movie star, my friends say, who are you? The sun is high, my shadow's short. Mom calls, it's time to eat. Then after lunch, I'm back outside and skipping down the street. Now, if the clouds decide to play a game of peekaboo, I know the sun will soon pop out to shine on me and you. And when the sun is super hot, I know how to stay cool. First you splash me, then I'll splash you. I'll race you to the pool. Before the sun sets for the day and leaves me in the dark, I capture just a bit of warmth to keep within my heart. Then when the sun starts sliding down and carries off the light, I'm sure that God, who made the sun, will stay with me tonight. You can find out lots about Mary Mann Simon online at marymanssimon.com, marymanssimon.com. We'll have a link to her site on our Facebook page right after the show. And really, we've got, I know I gave away the God Made the Sun book 
And she's also written another one, God Made the Moon. We'll give away a copy of those together if you call the studio line now, 877-943-9673. God Made the Moon and God Made the Sun, 877-943-9673. Mary, let's get personal on this one. You've got, as you said, five grandsons. Do you have more than just the five grandsons or those? So you have five grandsons, no granddaughters? That's correct. Okay. So how practically have you put this stuff into action with your own grandkids? Through prayer. I think that's the biggest thing. My dad's doctoral dissertation was on prayer, and I never really realized um, the depth, the meaning of that communication with God. I always thought it was my talking to God. I mean, that's the definition I gave my kids. But as I've grown and developed in in faith and hopefully have a little bit of maturity, I've realized there's a second side of prayer. Prayer is not just talking to God. It is listening for his voice. And I think that working with grandchildren and being around them, you know, I'm taking a little bit more time to really listen for the way that God is directing me. But that whole concept of the two sides of prayer, that's something that I really caught on to very late in life. Hmm. So that's made a difference for me with my grandsons. And and that's huge. It's such a humbling thing when we realize the impact we have on our kids and then on our grandkids. And, and it's so fun, as you said earlier, you know, we're not done growing with the Lord. I mean, as we're growing with our kids and our grandkids, the Lord continues to stretch us. And it's and it's so cool to be able to share those, what, what God's revealing to us, for, for, him to, for us to share those with our kids and grandkids as we continue to grow, even as older people. Right. <laughs> and then seeing how our grandsons, our grand, grandchildren, because some people I'm sure have granddaughters, um, you know, how they're responding. I will always remember it happened a couple years ago. I walked into the kitchen um, and Nate was all alone. He was four years old at the time, but he was talking. And I said, Nate, who are you talking to? And he said, God. <laughs> and it was like, oh, wow. Nate, as a four-year-old, knows he can talk to God any place, anytime, anywhere. Mm. What? I mean, I remember that moment as if it were right now. It was just an amazing thing. And God continually surprises us like that, showing us his power you know, through everyday kinds of activities, through everyday living that we have. Dr. Mary Mann Simon, thank you so much for being an I Work for Him today. Thanks for sharing these great new books. Thanks for sharing the wisdom that God has given you to present the truth about God, the gospel, to our kids in such a simple manner and a, and a really a poignant manner. Mary, it was great having you on the show again today. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jim and Martha. It was great to hear from you again. As we come to the end of another I Work For Him radio program, we are grateful that you've tuned in today. We, we know this took it a little bit different angle, and we're so excited about that because there are many of you in your workplace where you're going, hey, a minute, what about giving me some tools? We've given you some tools today. MaryManSimon.com. That's MaryManSimon.com. Here's a place. Get the tools that you need to present the truth about our Heavenly Father, about Jesus, to your kids. And if you're a grandparent, Faith Footprints with my grandchild, another phenomenal tool in your tool belt. 
You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers and we own our own business, but ultimately, I work for him. him.